Now on Radio Italia Uno. It's time for Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. An hour where we have lots of fun with very interesting guests. We talk about how to start, build, and increase your business. Right now, on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everybody, and welcome. Welcome to Radio Italia Uno and Happy Business Radio. We are coming to you live here from uh, the studios of Radio Italia Uno in Adelaide. And uh, thanks to Ron, you can also podcast this. So uh, thank you to everybody that's listening from all over the world. The reason why we say good morning, good afternoon, and good night is because there are people in different countries listening to us at different time zones. And of course, um, people now can hear it on podcast. So uh, thank you for all those people that have been listening to on podcast. Um, Please share it, let everybody know. And um, thanks to all our guests so far. And this year we've got some fantastic guests lined up and we've got a young man here in the studio with us today that I'll introduce you shortly. And, of course, we've got Matt with us as well. Mm. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for coming in again. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's great. So um, last week we uh, talked about uh, a couple of things and and this whole year um, from the beginning of January we've been talking about planning and setting goals and uh, also about budgeting now, just this weekend, it was really interesting because I was talking to a guy who's a finance broker and uh, his whole business is about r- arranging loans for people. And he was saying how everybody that comes to him, he's, he, you know, he's just there, everybody, none of them have a proper plan. Mm. None of them have a proper budget and none of them uh, have got, you know, documented uh, system. So the first thing he has to do with them is like work out, fill out all the forms, you know, and most of the trouble has been is because their finances are so bad. And I, I was just thinking like it was, you know, mums and dads and young kids and people going to, I think he said, no, most of them are business people. So it's really surprising because even last time, last week we talked about it and um, we, we talked about this guy that's a, a multimillionaire and he's earning heaps and heaps and heaps of money and his wife is just spending. I mean, I'm not blaming his wife, but I'm saying his wife. That is, old chestnut, you know, eh? Yeah, I'm <laughs> saying in all their businesses, um, they're making lots of money, but in their personal life, they've got no budget, no nothing. And they they were saying, look, if I've earned one and a half million or two million dollars, where's it all gone, you know? And they've ended up spending two and a half. And it's incredible, you know, like how much money they actually spend without realising that they're spending, you know? And um, th- th- this is one of the biggest problems. But the other thing, of course, is we're talking about um, a business right from start to, you know, from woe to go, as they say. And today, our young guest here is uh, Jake. Jacob Granger. Jacob yes. Granger. G'day, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Jacob. Um, Jacob, uh, I, I've met through comedy and, and uh, presenting and the rest of it, and he's uh, a local uh, young lad doing comedy in Adelaide and, uh, you know, making a name for himself. Adelaide-based comedian Jacob Granger. That's right. That's right. And, of course, we affectionately known known him as the Abino Aborigine. Yes. Albino Aborigine. Now, the the fact is that uh, Jake comes from an Aboriginal background and also mixed cultural background, should we say that? Yeah, Aboriginal background, um, usual suspects. Yeah. (laughs) Out from from Blacktown, Western Sydney, born and bred. Yep. So there you go. So welcome to Adelaide. Welcome to our radio show, uh, Happy Business Radio. Now, tell us a little bit about why you went into comedy. 
what is it about you that makes oh, you man. make now this is important because see there are other people out there either wanting to go into a business wanting to go into something but they don't really know why they're doing it right so what is it about you that makes you want to do comedy oh well it all started when i was just a young lad yeah um <laughs> as opposed to now <laughs> So, yeah, go on. Old Sorry. man in a young kid's body. No. Um, no, so when I was about 13, my mum showed me uh, Eddie Murphy Delirious. Mm-hmm. And now I don't know if you can tell this about me, but I'm not the result of adequate parental supervision. But uh, yeah, it was quite an early time to, to have seen that. But I thought that was just the greatest thing I ever saw. And then so I obviously went through that, saw, uh, went along, started watching more comedy, uh, Dave Chappelle and all that. And I just thought it was an art for black people. I was like, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pull a Justin Timberlake and steal the music off the the black people like Elvis or whatnot. And then so I saw like white comedians as well, and I thought, oh, we can do this. Mm. And so, yeah. uh, and so then one day I was working a full time job. I was just miserable. And then my stepdad came in and he told me, he look, look, we can see you're miserable. He's like, I don't know what you want to do with your life, but just go out there and be with the people. And then so that's when I started. I went, all right, I'm actually going to do comedy. And then that next day, my boss said, oh, we don't need you for the next two weeks. Yeah. And usually people would go, oh, shit, I'm out of money. But now <laughs> I just went, I just went, oh, now I've, I've actually got a chance to do this. And then mm-hmm. I went to my first open mic at Rhino, mm-hmm. which usually doesn't pack the house, but yeah. this happened to be... Uh, someone the host that night's birthday so there were about 50 plus people and my first open mic and that's unheard of yeah so um and then uh boy did i have a rude awakening next week when i went expecting the same (laughs) outcome there were about 10 people yeah including the comedians and uh i bombed miserably but the first time was uh was quite a spectacle yep so the fact spectacle is spectacle in a positive way or oh a yeah negative way? absolutely i practice that's probably the hardest i've ever practiced mm-hmm. stand Great. up in my life which you can do you, can i ask a question do you consider yourself a business person absolutely i was just thinking i'm 20 years old what the yeah. hell is a, a budget that's right that's right that's that's why we run the show that's mm-hmm. why i talk to people now just i've got a beer budget yeah <laughs> no you don't boy. actually i've seen the way you spend money <laughs> <laughs> so what happens is See, a lot of people have never been taught about a budget. They've never been taught about a plan. They've never been taught about a goal. And what they do have, they, they've got like a, a unrealistic expectations of it. Or they, they, a New Year's resolution is, yeah, oh, yeah, we'll make a New Year's resolution. But, you, you, you know, then you forget it or you don't keep it. You don't go ahead with it. Now, it, it's very interesting that you say, what is a budget, right? Because I would say 90% of the young people – Right, don't have a budget. But I can tell you, there's 90% of the adults and the older people don't have a budget. And this is the problem with a lot of people, especially now and this time of the year, um, February, uh, March and April is coming. And that's the time of the year when they have to pay all the bills that you spent at Christmas time. Yeah, right. So in uh, you know November, December, people spend a lot of money leading up to Christmas, not realising they've maxed out their credit cards to the max and then all of a sudden the bills come in and they've got to pay them between you know february march and april and that's the time of the year where a lot of companies don't have the money and a lot of businesses don't have the money and that's the time of the year where a lot of people are struggling to make ends meet because they've sent out bills and they're not paid for you know two or three months because a lot of companies pay on a quarterly payments now so um, any business, and Matt, you've been in business for a long time, mm. you know that there's certain cycles that 
certain time of the year where people don't have any money. And a lot yeah, of can you explain that again in English, please? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get any of that. I, okay. Which what, parts what were you? Quarterly sales. Uh, well, the, the year is broken into four pieces. Yep. So every three months, yeah. uh, a lot of co- a lot of companies pay in ninety days. Those are my least favorite accounts. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you've got to make a monthly budget. All Basically, right. you sit. Down, I yeah. can sit down with you after this or another day if you want to come out to lunch with me and Rishi. We can do it. Um, but uh, you just sit down. You figure out your expenses. You figure out what you're going to have coming in and. You have a plan of attack. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's real, real simple. I mean, I, I'm sitting here. I'm not saying much because I'm having a, a little bit of a hard time relating to the topic because uh, yeah. this is all stuff that I learned as a kid. I mean, yeah. even in my Boy Scout personal management merit badge, we learned how to budget. Yeah. You know, we teach this stuff in high school. Well, that's the best time you know, to, so to I just. It. And for me to, for them to say that a business person doesn't have a personal budget, I mean, that's. That's ridiculous to me. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound outraged. Or, no, no, and, but you're and, right. Well, no, but I mean, to help people, you don't sit here and say, uh, you know, this is what you're doing wrong. You don't win people over to your side by going, hey, you stink because of this. Okay. Yeah. But I just have a hard time relating with it. And, and just, there's just a gap in our society and in our educational system that this has fallen through the cracks. I mean, it's just. It's like a car salesman you know, who walks and, to work. And for a Sorry. business person, I mean, Sorry. real quick, for a business person to, to you know, manage millions and millions and millions of dollars on a tight budget that is reviewing on a weekly or at least usually bi-weekly, but definitely a monthly basis with his bookkeeper and accountant. And then to not know what's going on at home. I mean, that's just insane. And that happens all the time here. Yeah. Well, I just, I, I, I'm I'm, I'm just, I'm not, I wasn't speaking because I didn't know how to say it with, to, to yeah. even express my lack of understanding. I think, uh, you know, uh, Jacob said it really well, right at the beginning, what's the budget? What's well, he's the, 20. What's the, yeah, I, mean, I realise he's 20, you know, I mean, but yeah. what I'm saying is... see, you right this, here, guys. No, no, <laughs> no, no, I'm saying... But we're you, talking about 50-year-old men handling that have other people's destinies in their house, yeah. in their, ho- their hands. If they're not managing their home right, their business is going to fall over and they're putting people out of work. Yep. What are the percentages? They have, I mean, they have a responsibility high. to yep. the people that they're leading yep. to this manage is, themselves in a proper manner. Yep, this is true. And, Jake, you just said, you know, what are the percentages? Percentages of it, I, I yeah. tell you, like, I've got quite a few friends that are in business and quite a few friends that, are, you know, run multinational businesses and, and even smaller business people, trades people that run their own business. Now, yesterday, uh, over the weekend, I spent uh, 10 hours, really, like five hours one day, five hours the next day, talking to this chap right the other evening and we went out and... While we were out, we I talked the whole time with him about how important it is. There's one guy that owes him like fifty thousand dollars, and he's been chasing this one guy. He's building a couple of homes for him, you know. And the guy says he owes me this money. I said, "What are you talking about? You know, I didn't even earn that much last year. Most people don't even earn that much in a year, and you've got one person that owes you this much money, you know. And he's got other people that owes him ten, twenty thousand, and thirty thousand, and and they they've you know. The, it built homes for them and the guy's sold a house and still hasn't paid him back. I said, that's ridiculous. You you should have had that in the contract. You know, you get Yeah, see, this payments. is all white business. Well, I'll tell you I how mean, we would have done it back in Blacktown. Yeah, well, that's, that's – <laughs> Peter, I mean, if you've had a business, 
like mine where you have lots of receivables. That stuff does happen even if you do have a contract. Yeah. And even and and unfortunately it, it becomes more difficult unless the number is about fifty thousand yeah. to pursue legal action. It's I Not really worth it. You could destroy someone's credit, but a lot of these people don't give a damn about their credit. That's right. You and know, it, or they're going to Phoenix and just open another business. So you've got to, but when you're you know, a, you've got to put other things in place as when well. When you're a small business or even mm. a medium to small business, you you employ five or six or ten people, and somebody owes you fifty thousand, and somebody else owes you fifty thousand, somebody owes you ten or twenty. All of a sudden, that's a lot of money that's not in your business, and you can't even pay wages. You know, and that's the problem that's happening at the moment. Now. That person, you know, not only are they not running their business correctly, mm. they're not running their personal life correctly because at home they're having trouble budgeting, you know. And this is the, the situation because the wife is out there or the, whoever runs the house is still spending the household income and, but there's no income coming in. And they find that they're getting further and further and further in debt and they're saying, what the hell well, is happening? Well, again, the problem with the biz, with well, I'm assuming the guy knows how to run a business. You said he's a multimillionaire. Maybe he had inherited it, but I'm assuming he knows what he's doing. I mean, it's not lack of ability. It's lack of effort. Lack of effort, lack of uh, interest, uh, proper uh, planning, you know, proper yeah. planning. And I think this is a problem. So what I've been gypped out of wages as well before. Yeah. Like, I'm not just sure if it, if it was on purpose, but yeah. my boss was, he's a Polish accountant, which yeah. sounds like an oxymoron, yeah. but, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not sure if, uh, because that, I'm sorry, there's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> I, I can't make it. I've already yeah. said one thing I shouldn't say. Okay. We started, uh, yeah, because obviously uh, at the kitchen cabinet place I was at, we were um, we were actually booming through COVID, but before that we were in a bit of a slump. Okay. We're, we're going to have to stop for a, a quick commercial break oh, here. come and on. Say, I know it happens. The time goes. It's 15 minutes already, see? It's gone fast. So, look, thanks for listening. We're coming straight back with this conversation about uh, budgeting and all that sort of stuff and how important it is. But also we're going to come back and talk about the Adelaide Fringe as a business and as um, Jacob is uh, doing a couple of shows and I'm doing a couple of shows and we're talking about the show business side of things. Love to laugh, 25th to the 27th of February Exactly. We'll at Legends Bar. We'll come straight back. Thank you very much and let's listen to our sponsors. Hi, I'm Danielle from Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, a family-owned and operated business for 19 years and counting. Our showroom and coffee machine workshop is based in Adelaide City Centre, where we showcase coffee machines, all types of coffee accessories and complimentary products, as well as five of our very own coffee blends, including our most popular Dolce Vita blend. Fine Choice Coffee Solutions is SA's home and authorised service centre for the fully automatic Euro coffee machines. Our staff are friendly and welcoming, and always looking forward to meeting new customers so come and say hi at 264 Gilbert Street in the city or you can shop online at www.fccoffee.com.au Gallipo Foods dal 1983 leader australiano nella vendita di distribuzione di una vasta gamma di generi alimentari tra i quali il prosciutto Spears dal gusto unico e delicato al palato Innovazione, professionalità e forte rapporto con dipendenti, clienti e fornitori fanno di Galipo Foods uno dei distributori più grandi, rispettati e premiati in tutta Australia. Galipo Foods, stima, fiducia e qualità. 
Radio Italia Uno and Unique Stone present A Night with Amore and Avati. A Night with Amore and Avati. Celebrate Amore with the charming and brilliant comedy of the great Joe Avati for a Valentine's Day of romance and captivating fun. An unmissable show enriched by the music of Daniela Fontanarosa and Sonic Circle. Saturday the 13th of February in the spectacular Woodville Town Hall. Doors open at 6.30pm. Don't wait. Book your tickets by calling Radio Italia Uno on 8212-3177. Radio Italia Uno, the surprises never end. Radio Italia Uno. Okay, thank you, and thank you to all our sponsors. Of course, without our sponsors, we wouldn't have a radio show. So thank you for those that are sponsoring our show, and uh, of course, Radio Italia Uno. So Happy Business is here every Monday from 2 till 3, and uh, if you want to advertise your business this year, please get in touch with us, get in touch with me, uh, leave me a message at Radio Italia Uno, and I will certainly get it back to you, and we'll... um, organize a a really good sponsorship for you but like i always say please help our sponsors support the people that support us and thank you now we're back here with uh, matt and jacob jacob we were talking about how you you're going into comedy and you've been doing your you know this whole year of course last year was different because of the COVID 19 um you know, it really stunted my development as yeah. a professional. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because of course it was hard to get regular gigs and and numbers were uh, restricted. And you know, there was a, a comedy show at the Crown and Anchor Hotel, which is called Crankers, and run by uh, Ross Voss. Ross Voss has been running that show for over nine years, and it's coming up to ten years in May this year. Good on you, Ross. Thank you for supporting. Shout out, Ross. Shout out, Cranky Comedy. Yeah. Shout out. Big shout out. Now, of course, during the Adelaide uh, Fringe, which is uh, one of the biggest festivals in the Southern Hemisphere, um, we've got from the uh, 19th of February right through to the end of March, we have all sorts of artists and all sorts of performers uh, coming on. And there is an actual show called Marathon. Marathon is uh, going to be run at the Astor Hotel with Ross Voss and uh, Todd Gray. And Todd and Ross are in this play. It's called Marathon. It's actually an Italian uh, person wrote this play about the original marathon of when the Greeks uh, beat the Turks and held them back and then they sent a runner from uh, the battlefield all the way back to Athens to tell them that they had won and their city is safe. And this man ran nonstop and it became a marathon from the battlefield all the way into the city. And he got into the, to the square and he said, we won, we won, we won, we've saved the city. And then he died. <laughs> so the um, play is about that. And it's got a very, very interesting uh, beginning and a, a couple of very good twists along the um, at the end as well. Yes. So, and I Directed highly rec- by M. Night Shyamalan. No, yeah. No. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Ross Voss um, has 
had done this play a couple of times. Um, I saw it last year and very pleased that I did. It's a very unusual play. But the two actors that are on stage the whole time will be Todd Gray and Ross Voss, and they are jogging on the spot the whole time. And I tell you, part of the time when you're watching the show, it, you, you feel like you're part of that running. You want to sort of jump up and down in the seat as well. So it's quite an interesting show. Where are show. they doing it this year? They're, they're doing it at the Astra Hotel. All right. uh, and you go you go online to Adelaide Fringe, um, adelaidefringe.com.au and uh, look up Marathon. And, of course, the other thing that's happening is late night comedy. So every Saturday night during the Fringe, which is from the 20th of February, 27th of February, March the 6th, 13th and 20th at 9 o'clock at the Astra Hotel. So they've got... Um, uh, an hour and a half or more, two hours of comedy every Saturday night, which they called late night comedy at the Astro Hotel. So highly recommend that. Also, um, there's a whole lot of uh, South Australian. Um, now, Jake, you're in a play. Sorry, you're in a um, thing with Wendy Turbot. Uh, Wendy is doing a thing, Love to Laugh. Last year, I was in that because um, that's for new and emerging comedians. And this year, you're in it as well. Absolutely. And February, where, sorry? Where is that then? That's at, that's at the Legends Hotel uh, on Pulteney. It yep. used to be Mansions. Yep. If you're, uh, I think it's 21 Pulteney, Pulteney Street. Street. absolutely. 21 Pulteney Street downstairs uh, in the bar down 20, there. 25th of February to the 27th. That's yep. a Thursday, Friday and a Saturday. Excellent. So please go along and support them. We've got uh, JP doing a show. We've got... Uh, oh, we don't have to talk about that. We'll talk about all the other shows. Uh, I want to promote as many South Australian shows as possible. Please have a look. Go into the Fringe Guide. Look at um, adelaidefringe.com.au and uh, support as many acts as you can. The, the fact that, that there's over 200 different shows, um, there's no reason for not going to as many shows as you can. In one month, you can go to a lot of shows and it's on... Every night you can go to two or three shows. Um, there are shows all around Adelaide. So it's not just in the Gluttony or in the Garden of Unearthly Delight. There's shows all around Adelaide and, and for that matter, all around the state. So um, it's the biggest show in the Southern Hemisphere. Just imagine. So we're talking about business. We're talking about people promoting themselves. And like Jake is a young man here, 20 years of age, and trying to support himself and trying to uh, promote himself as a young comedian. And hopefully he'll take some good advice from uh, people around him and he'll develop into a fantastic comedian representing Australia, not just South Australia or, you know. I've been everywhere, man. You'll be everywhere, man. <laughs> I did really like, uh, you know, the he kind of glossed over it, but when he uh, lost his job there, how he looked at that as as a opportunity instead of a uh, you know instead of a setback. Yeah, you know, he presented that and reminded me of the old saying, you know, a door closes and a window opens. You know, and he used that. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the kind of attitude a person has to have to be successful in any career or any endeavor. So I I thought that was great. I just wanted to yep. highlight well, that. that. That's the kind of thinking that's going to help him go places. That's right. That, that's, that's what I've said. I've uh, personally met Jake last year and um, – or before that. And he survived? And, and, and yeah. He, well, during, during and this, flourished nonetheless. During this last <laughs> year, we, we've um, – you know, see each other regularly at different venues. And the, the point is that 
I, I've seen the way he's developed and I've seen mm. the way he's he's going. But more importantly, I can actually see things in him that he can't yet mm. see, you know. And that's what I've said to a couple of people. I mean, now, Rudes, for an example, you know, he started here and um, he wasn't very sure of himself. He wasn't sure what he was doing. And all of a sudden, um, a couple of the guys... Uh, there were more experienced and uh, professional entertainers and myself and a couple of the others said, no, no, listen, you've got this quality, that, 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 that. These are the qualities you need to be a good performer. And he's got material and he's just gone from leaps and bounds. And now he's in Perth at the moment at the Fringe Festival in Perth. He'd only been doing it for about a year when I yeah, first yeah. started. And then he's just that second year he's just completely evolved. Yeah, gone. he's made a quantum leap. And the reason why he's made a quantum leap because he's realised of the talent that he has and he's worked on that, right? And, of course, he's had uh, people around him that have mentored him. That's super see? key. And yeah. that's what I was saying to you, you know. And a lot of kids, you know, at 15, 16 or 18 or 19, they don't know about mentors. They don't know. But when you look at the way they dress, they've got a mentor because they want to dress like so-and-so or, you know, the film star or pop star or, you know, some uh, rap star or something or other, and they, they start to dress that way. So really they've picked the mentor without even knowing they've picked the mentor. You know, the young ladies, they'll, they'll look like Kelly Clarkson or they'll look like, you know, uh, one of these uh, Perry or whoever it is, you know, or <laughs> one of the... Uh, Kelly Clarkson's a little bit... Before my time. No, no, no. I realise that, but I'm just saying it's at different age groups. You yeah. Know? Like I'm mentioning people at different age groups. And, you know, you've got people who pick a mentor and all of a sudden become like them and mm. dress like them and act like them. Now, I'm talking about And do business. time like them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> end up doing time like them. So what I'm saying is pick the mentor, but be aware who you pick and pick business mentors, pick, pick you know, uh, peers and, and people around you and like, you know, what's that old saying, Matt? The people you hang around with is who you become, mm. you know, and that's the same in business. That's the same in... You hang around successful people, you'll, you'll become, become more successful. Exactly. You know... You got to find people that drag you up rather than drag you down. Yeah. Yes. And, and this is the big problem. A lot of people will just sit with anybody and just hang around with somebody and be influenced by, by them instead of being influenced for the next level. They go down to the lower level. Or you know? even worse than that is you can just surround yourself by yes men and you don't find yourself growing. People that just uh, they see the quality that you have and then they, they just agree with everything you say mm -hmm. so that you'll keep them around. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And it, and I've never met any of those people. Ah, you've walked away from them. See, <laughs> the, the ones that agree with me all the time, I've never met any of those. Well, uh, that's not going to be me, that's for sure. <laughs> really? I hadn't I'm noticed. Gonna, <laughs> I'm going to challenge you as much as I can, mm. like I want you to challenge me. Mm. You know, like um, I, I've just said to, to Jake uh, lots of times, look, you've got to watch what you're doing. You've got to respect the stage. You know, like the fact is that the, the whole problem – in business, a lot of people don't respect that it's business. Mm. You know, they, they try and be friends with everybody. Mm. You can have some really great friends in business, but you've got to realize it is a business and you've got to treat it like a business. And show business is one of the biggest businesses around. It's been going one of the longest businesses around. And, and the fact is that people don't realize that it is called show business. Most people are into the show part of it and not the business side mm. of it. You know, that's why you need an agent. That's why you need a manager. That's why you need a coach and, and mentors and people that you can grow to, you know. And that's what we're talking about every week. We talk about that. We talk about how important it is. Last night I was um, watching something and uh, Anthony Robbins came up and he's doing this thing 
starting from the 21st, it's a five-day um, thing, five days in a row. He's doing it for nothing. You can just log in on, on the Anthony Robbins seminar um, and, and uh, log into it. Now, if you want more information, get in touch with me straight away because I can tell you, but it's it's starting, uh, probably by the time you hear this, it's already happened, but um, it, from the 21st right through for five days and it's free and he does these things and there's a lot of other people that do the same sort of thing but the the point is that you learn so much from people like him you know people who are mentors to the mentors you know the coaches that coach to coaches you know these are the sort of things that I talk about all the time so you know, not only who is your mentor but who coaches them who mentors them and and um, in business like a couple of weeks ago we had Stan Contos here as a South Australian owns um the, the Star Pharmacy Group and the Fast Star Pharmacy Alliance and manages that group. It just keeps growing and growing and growing because every, all the partners are all on, on board. They're all looking for the same thing, wanting to get better and better and better in business. And you've ran businesses for a long time, Matt. So from your point of view, what? who was your mentors? Who, who did you uh, pick, you know? Actually, I failed in that. That's yep. something that I've talked to other people about. I think yep. I could have done... A lot better had I had one. Yep. Well, that's you know that's what we're talking didn't, about, isn't it? Didn't didn't have it. Didn't have it. But you must have done. You must have had somebody or somebody um, in the back of your mind because you did pretty well in business. Well, I read a lot, yeah. you know, and I tried to learn from other people's mistakes. And yeah. I try, you know, they say that wise people learn from their own mistakes. Really, wise people learn from other people's yes. mistakes. So yes. I tried to do smart, that. But that's, smart, wise people. But I wasn't lucky enough to. Uh, you know, to run into somebody that, you know, took me under his wing or yep. her wing. Yep. You know, yep. So I... Yeah, uh, women can do business as well these yeah. days. I'm glad yeah. you clued that in. Yeah, no, yeah. well, but absolutely. <laughs> no, look, some of uh, some of Australia's... Well, the top, the richest woman in Australia is one of the richest people in Australia. Mm -hmm. Gina uh, Reinhardt, you know, she's like... And, and yes, she inherited a lot of money from her father, but, you know, she's made a lot more money than he ever made. Yeah. You know, so... Just like how the richest woman in the world is uh, is uh, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife. Yep. Yeah. She would have had to work very hard for that for that money. Yeah. <laughs> all, those, all those lawyers and divorce. Yeah. No, no, no. But the point is that there are a lot of business women. And, and the fact is, um, in Asia, there are a lot of women that run businesses and major companies are run by Asian women. Right, and in Australia, there are a half a dozen uh, very, very high-profile women who run major corporations and major businesses, like Gina Reinhart. And um, what does she do? That name sounds familiar. She, she does everything, but she's into mining, she's into property, she's into cattle stations, she's into coal, and you know a whole lot of businesses, and uh, obviously property. But here in Australia, as well as overseas, um, and of course, there are a lot of other. Uh, very very talented women uh, in in a, in all works of life, you know, and, and from from wherever. You I was know. actually quite impressed uh, that that two weeks ago at uh, Rhino there were about two or three women that mm -hmm. got up on stage for an open mic. Two yeah. of them had only just started out. One of them had been doing it for a little while, which I just thought was great. Yeah, there were about fourteen acts. Three of them were chicks. That's a yeah pretty good ratio compared to normal. Yep. Yeah, well, the, at the moment, uh, um, even last week I met the. Uh, the young lady that was at the Rhino. Oh, um, hosting? No, no, she was up there at, for her first time. Oh, you that know? one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She, was, she was there for the first time and uh, she was saying how 
how great it was to get up there and she was at uh, Cranker's and listening to all the other people because you can learn a lot by listening to others as well. Now, talking about that, we're going to stop now and listen to our sponsors. So thank you very much and we'll be straight back with Matt and Jake. Thank you. Bonasera Restaurant, where you eat Italian style. Come and visit our elegant reception room for weddings, baptisms, family functions and much more with a capability of up to 100 people. Eating at Bonasera Restaurant is like emerging ourselves in the all-Italian dream. On Friday and Saturday, lots of music in our piano bar and you'll taste the fabulous specials of our Maria. At Bonasera Restaurant, fixed price includes three courses, dessert and coffee. Bookings 8379-5647. Bonasera Restaurant, 295 Glenosman Road, Glenunga. Yo, ciao, Armando Paradiso from Unique Stone. Delivering quality stone tops to South Australia for over 20 years. Granite, marble, Caesar stone, unique stone. Granito, marmo, Caesar stone, unique stone. Thinking stone bench tops to your kitchen, bathroom, or furniture? Unique stone at Jacobson Crescent, Holden Hill. Call us now, 8266-2280. Unique stone, we won't be beaten. Come on, che stai facendo? Yo, chiama adesso. Now it's time for a mentoring session with Happy Business Radio. This week, I've asked Matt to prepare a, a quick little story with a, a motivational message. So over to you, Matt. I want to talk a little bit about thieves because I've recently had my car broken into. <laughs> and I tell you, you really hate thieves. Don't we all hate thieves? I mean, you want to, if Definitely. You, somebody breaks into your car, you want to, you, you, when if you find that guy, you want to give him a good punch in the snot locker, as they say in the service. Well, I want to talk a little bit about a thief main, named Emmanuel Ninger. He was one of the greatest counterfeiters of all time. And the way he got caught was the joke that we use today. He handed somebody a $20 bill. The clerk looked down at his hands, and guess what he saw? He saw ink. And so he called the police. The guy got arrested. Now, when they went in to raid his home, what did they need? They were looking for the materials needed to counterfeit money what what would you need to counterfeit money what would you expect most Peter? people would expect a printing press or some sort of a contraption or right plates the, or yeah something. the plates and paper yep. Yep. what they found in emmanuel emmanuel ninger's home was the paper but paint and paintbrushes he was so talented that he was painting money freehand now wow. back then this is in the 1890s back then uh a 20 dollar note was a lot of money so he actually could make a very, very good living at it, you know, when you could, mm-hmm. you know, but it took him literally a week to make one $20 bill. And when they captured him, it made me think, when I read this story, it made me think, who did he really steal from the most? Well, the person he stole from the most was himself. Because wow. if it takes him an entire week to paint money, mm-hmm. What could he have been? He could have been the next Rembrandt, Picasso, uh, you know, Van Gogh. He could have been one of the greatest uh, artists of our time. But instead, his name has fallen into obscurity because he was a thief. (laughs) 
and he spent time in jail for it. I want to talk to you about the second thief in the 30 seconds I have left. The second thief is you. If you're not focusing your talents in the right direction, if you're not taking advantage of the gifts that you were given, then you are stealing from yourself. If you're not believing in yourself and you're not focusing in the right direction and being all you could possibly be and impacting those around you in the most positive way, you are a thief. And, and nobody that, wants to be a thief. And that's the worst kind of thief is when you steal from yourself. Mm. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for that. That was a fantastic little motivational, inspirational story. And we are going to try and uh, bring you more of those from week to week. So thank you for listening. And we'll come straight back with the rest of the program. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Billy. And we're proud to be hosting Sports Agenda. Your views, our opinions, every Saturday, 11am to 1pm. Solo Su, Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Radio Italia Uno. You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Okay, thank you very much and thank you to all our sponsors again and please uh, support the people that support us, uh, support all our sponsors because without our sponsors we wouldn't have a radio show. And of course, um, if anybody wants to become a sponsor this year, please get in touch with me on uh, Radio Italia Uno or Happy Business Radio. Um, Listen to our uh, podcast and thank you to Ron from Podcast City for helping us to podcast this. I really appreciate it, Ron. It's always fantastic that he's here and willing and able to help. So if anybody wants to set up a podcast uh, on a regular basis or just to do something for your business, get in touch with Ron and he will be able to help you. And like he's helping us and a lot of the other people here at Radio Italia. And we do appreciate it. Radio Italia Uno. So um, we were talking earlier about the Adelaide Fringe, how it's the biggest festival in the whole Southern Hemisphere. And uh, surprising enough, a lot of people in Adelaide have lived here for a long time, have, have never gone to one of the Fringe fe- Festival events. And of course, other people, you know, hang out for it because it's a whole month. Now, Jacob, you're involved this year. Um, were you in last year at all, any of the Fringe Festival things? Yeah, I actually did you, Ross's show last year. Yep. That was at the Astor Hotel again. Yep. yep. Um, this one um, is at the Legends Bar, 25th yep. of February to the 27th, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. At uh, I already said where it is. Yep. It's Love to Laugh. Yep, run love. by Wendy Torbay. Yep, Wendy Torbay at uh, Love to Laugh. So look it up in the Fringe Guide, and it's the AdelaideFringe.com.au, and you can get all the whole Fringe Guide. It's a great big book full of all the acts from all over the place that have come to Adelaide and coming to Adelaide, and uh, and and of oh, course you can. Um, uh, have a look at that, or go on the computer and book into any show you want to do um, or want to see, and I highly recommend them. Of course, we're talking about um, the Fringe show, but it's really it's a big, big business, and uh, it's business for the state. It's a business for uh, Australia because we have, unlike the previous years or unlike this year because of the COVID, um, but we've got like 6,000 performers coming to Adelaide from all over the world. And normally uh, we've got shows and groups and, you know, from everywhere coming and every part of the world, every country in the world, there are different performers that come to Adelaide. So it's it's quite interesting. And um, 
it, it it's a business and we talk about show business but you know it's 20% show 80% business and without a manager without an agent without a mentor uh, most of these people would not be um, going ahead. And we were talking to Matt earlier on and we talked about how he's been very successful in several businesses that, you know, you've run. Um, and when we ask you who was your mentors, you said, well, at the time you didn't have any, <laughs> but you did do a lot of reading. So I suppose you picked mentors without realising that they were mentors. Isn't that right? Well, I, uh, yeah, I did a lot of research and a lot of reading, but I always felt that that was something that really held me back. I feel mm -hmm. I would have been much, much more successful if I would have had uh, mentors, you know, and I think you need multiple mentors throughout your life. I, yeah, we talked at another, on another uh, uh, show about uh, a, a, a biography that I read about Abraham Lincoln written by Carl Sandburg that mm -hmm. won the Pulitzer Prize. And he, and, it, and, the, and what I found that was interesting is that each cru crucial and critical stage of Lincoln's life, there was somebody there to pick him up. I mean, mm -hmm. his life was one uh, heartache after another. Yeah, it was a roadblock. But, but there was, all the way long. And, and that's, and that's probably what gave him the strength to lead the United States through its darkest time. I mean, mm. 600,000 people dead mm -hmm. to hold the union together, which that, you know, but anyway, that's, that's a, that's off the topic. I mean, I think the key to having a mentor also for others is, is don't let your, your own arrogance and your own ego get in the way. I mean, mm. the people that have been the most successful, uh, out there do have mentors. And, and if you think about it, even going throughout, throughout history, uh, Socrates was Plato's mentor. Yes. You know, I mean, if we take it and make it a little bit more, um, uh, present, in the if we go into the present, Spielberg was J.J. Abrams' mentor. Mm -hmm. you, we all, we know how that turned out. I mean, Audrey Hepburn was Elizabeth Taylor's mentor. Yep. Uh, you know, and we're talking about that. That's entertainment, but we even Nelson Mandela had a mentor in Mahatma Gandhi. Yes. Uh, you know, if we go to tech, you know, Zuckerberg's mentor was uh, Steve Jobs. These people actively wanted to help uh, drag other people up with them yes. uh, when they were at the top. Bill Gates. Uh, was mentored by Warren Buffett, yep. who was the richest man in the world, and then Bill Gates passed him, and then they, <laughs> you know, and then they, but that's the best kind and of leadership. And then they work together. Yeah, they work and together. And they've got a fund where they help right. in humanity. But and see, that, but that's the best kind of leadership that doesn't step on the people below them, but reaches down and drags them up. Yeah, and that builds that person up, too. You stand on the shoulders of giants. Yeah, what yeah. they say, you, you stand on the shoulders of giants. But one of the other sayings that I, I love is you alone can do it, but you can't do it alone. Mm. And and working together, you get better. Mm. You know, it's as simple as that. Working together, you get better. The, you know, you, you have each other coaching each other up. And it's like a, a, a team, you know. If I kick the ball to you and you kick it on to somebody else and foot, move it on, then it goes through. But if I try and kick it from the back of the field to right up to the front of the field by myself – it's not going to happen, you know, and it's rarely going to happen where I, I can take the ball from one end of the field to the other end of the field by myself mm. without passing it and, you know, dodging each other's or the, or the opposition where you've got somebody running like a running partner, you know, a sparring partner, somebody who can come in and say, why are you doing this? And the other thing, um, Stan Contos that was here talked about uh, having mentors and doing coaching and all the different mentors he's got. And you mentioned that as well, as you, you need different mentors for different parts of your life, you know, um, a physical coach, a, a, 
a business coach, a, you know, an academic sort of coach, and you, you pick up all these different things from different people. And that, that's the sort of stuff that, you know, I talked to Jake about um, and I said to him, you know, look at what other people are doing and learn from them and, and pick up, even when you're watching television, you watch a movie, you're saying, you think, wow, that guy did that part well, that guy played his part well. And you can see that some people are better actors than others. You know, they, they, the camera likes them. You yeah. know, they say, you know, they say, oh, the camera liked this person, but this person shone. You know, what is it about this person that shines through the camera? I used to pick that all up subconsciously. Like, I, yeah. one of my biggest mentors has always been Will Smith, who's a wholesome yeah. family kind of guy. Yeah. And uh, I always used to love, like, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Men yeah. in Black's yeah. my yeah. favourite movie. Yeah. I even had my own... Men as in a Black kid, uniform. Men in Black, yeah, I had my own black suit, <laughs> yeah. the black Ray-Bans. Wouldn't you know it, I even had my very own black friend as well, a kid. Mm. Well, you know, what I'm saying is you picked the mentor without even knowing that you picked the mentor or you you followed somebody uh, subconsciously, like you said, you used to... Now, if you become aware of that, how much better or how faster can you grow? If you if it's a if it's a good mentor. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about a mentor, picking a mentor that you are... Uh, aware of you know Matt like Stan I know because I, I work with Stan for 10 years on the board right and I know what soul results do and I, I highly recommend them you know highly recommend them but what happens is they sit with a person and you know the difference between a millionaire and a multimillionaire is only just that much mm. and the difference between a multimillionaire and a billionaire is really just that much but the main difference is that most people do their tax once a year and it's in reverse <laughs> they mm. look back at what they earned last year mm. but a true millionaire knows what's happening month to month to month to month and they can tell you from last year and the year before's experience of when it's been a good month and when the cycles come down and up and down and they can tell you in my business at this time of the year it's more profitable at this time of the year it's less money coming in whether it's seasonal or whatever but they they've got a graph that they can follow most people don't have that yeah so they say it's not as hard getting it as it is to keep it yeah off, off the topic corollary to the topic is yeah. you know that's a big word one one, one <laughs> sorry <laughs> one 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 thing that i used to do as i was tracking you know when our uh you know, our monthly figures is what you can battle through you can figure out how to change the troughs mm -hmm. for example in our business june was our lowest month yep so i and i i don't like any low months okay yep. not in business <laughs> i'd like to get paid every month okay yep. so i put things in the calendar to make sure june was successful and june became our biggest month yep. and it was merely because it was planned that way exactly not because magically people buy more in june yep. you know when it actually the opposite is true so do you mean uh, you would filter through into june no 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 well no. i just put events in june and promotions yeah. in june to beef up june okay you know so uh and, and the reality is is that um you know business is never really bad out there it's only bad between your ears yeah you know you well, can yeah you can make it rain whenever you want it to you got to be a rainmaker yep the thing is that the this similar to that you got to like say you 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 make hay while the sun shines mm. you know and you do things at certain time when you've planted all your wheat you've got to when it's time to go out and reap it, you've got to reap it. You know, when it's time to harvest, you have to harvest. There's no use planning your holidays at a harvest time. Mm. You know, that's the worst time to plan yeah, your holidays. Yeah. And, and the fact is, I was doing some coaching for, 
for somebody last year and even previously I've had clients who take holidays at certain time of the year. Why do you take holidays then? Oh, we always take them then. But don't you realise that's the highest part mm. of the business? Mm. That's when you're supposed to be harvesting, mm. you know? And they said, but everybody takes holidays. I'm, no, they don't because there are some businesses that don't take holidays in December and other businesses close down in December because there's nothing to do. You know, that's why they close down. And Try, like, try to explain it to a farmer. Say, take... Uh, yeah, take <laughs> say, listen, you should take the ho- ho- the holiday right when your crops come in. Yeah. And he would just... Yeah, they, they, they are more practical. They understand. <laughs> but business people don't. You know, it's amazing. And, and the fact is, uh, shopkeepers, you know, like, there was a, a shop that I've, I've spoken about before, but this guy bought a business, right, which was like a little uh, supermarket, right, mm-hmm. a little supermarket, deli, super deli, and um, immediately sued... Right within a couple of months, he had put in a sue to the person had had sold the business to him. Mm. Right, and and what happened? This is really silly. I'll give you a short version of it. The guy used to open up at six o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. By six thirty, the shop was open, and people on the way to work would mm-hmm. come and buy their uh, coffees, would come and buy their lunch, come and buy their breakfast, and everything else. So between seven and nine in the morning, he would have sold a third of his business. Right mm-hmm. then, between eight thirty and nine o'clock, all the kids on the way to school would come by and buy stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And parents would buy lunch, last minute luncheons and stuff. So he sold a fair bit. Obviously, between ten and eleven, everybody was coming in at eleven and twelve buying lunch up until about two o'clock. So he'd be selling lunch. But between two and three, hardly anything happened. Mm-hmm. Right, every day the shop would be. You could go in there with a shotgun and nobody would get hit. Mm-hmm. But then between three, which and is not five, something this show <laughs> encourages <laughs> yeah. for no, any no. attorneys listening. <laughs> I'm saying that because you're American, but mm. I'm talking about mm. between three uh, thirty and and five. It was 15s. as busy was as busy as hell, and the guy would always close at about five thirty six o'clock at night, right? But between five and seven, right, when he finally left the shop, that's when he sold a lot of stuff in the evenings. So he was open like from seven till seven, you know, like mm. twelve hours. But he was always there at six thirty in the morning. Mm. Now, when the guy sued him. That he went to the court, eventually went to court, and the judge said, well, what time do you open? Oh, half past eight. What time do you close? Five o'clock. <laughs> you know, he opens at half past eight, and he, you know, and he closes at five. And, and the judge said, didn't you read the papers? Like, right at the end, you know, when it came to the final decision, like, a third of the business is done in the morning. Another third, you know, half of it is done in the, in the after, late afternoon to the evening. So during the daytime, it's not worth being opened. Like, you know, you've got only a third of the business there. And he says, oh, but I'm not going to get up early for anybody. You know, and he said, that's what the business is. Mm. You know, it's like having a restaurant and not opening it up for night staff or something or other. You know, it's ridiculous. And some people run businesses that way. Mm-hmm. A know? lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people. And, and like you said, I mean, you're very successful in business, and yet you never picked a mentor. You never had a coach. Well, I wanted yeah. to, but I just... You're too busy working. I just, <laughs> just didn't... They didn't present themselves. Yeah, well, that's you know? right. That's right. And I so, should have looked harder. Yeah, well, that's that's part of That's what we're encouraging people now. We're encouraging young people like Jake to look at, for mentors, look for coaches, look for people that you can learn from. Um, look at, at, think about budgeting, think about uh, planning, think about putting a goal. You know, think about what you're going to do in the next 5, 10, 15 years, you know. And by doing that, you're going to achieve a lot more than you would have if you just happened, you know, 
artificially, yeah. <laughs> you know. But what is really interesting that you said too, Jake, you said that when you were a young boy, you watched Will Smith and you watched this Men in Black and you ended up dressing like the Men in Black. Yeah. So how, how much influence did they have on you? Oh, a lot. A lot, yeah. yeah. So now what I'm, all I'm encouraging you to do is pick a mentor and say, if I got this guy as a mentor or this girl as a mentor or this business as my mentor or that business as my mentor, how much faster will you grow? That's what it's all about. Now, whether it's in comedy, whether it's in business, whether it's whatever you do for the rest of your life, you know. But talking about that, we're going to have to take a break and uh, say thank you very much to all our sponsors. So we'll come right back after this message from our sponsor. At Elders Insurance Adelaide East, our mission is to provide outstanding service and superior coverage to each and every one of our clients. With over 30 years of experience, we treat every client with mutual respect and understanding. We'll listen carefully to your specific needs and requirements in order to develop insurance solutions with a level of service and coverage you can't find anywhere else. Elders Insurance Adelaide East is a family-owned and run business with a Italian tradition which is built on honesty, integrity and trust. Make an appointment today and go and see Tony and the team at Elders Insurance Adelaide East, 54 to 56 Kensington Road, Rose Park or telephone 8364 9477. We're an authorised representative of Elders Insurance, underwriting agency, proprietary limited, Elders Insurance, underwritten by QBE Insurance, Australia Limited. Radio Italia 1 You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much to all our sponsors and please support our sponsors. We're talking to Matt about sponsors. We're talking to Matt about um, people in business. We're talking about, uh, you know, um, Jacob here as a young comedian, as a young man. Um, you know, when we mention the word budgets, when we work mentioned the word planning and the rest of it, it just flies over a lot of people's heads and they say, what's that? You know, we're, you know, it's, it's a strange language to them. But um, as a businessman and Matt as a, you know, multi-millionaire businessman, uh, sold his business, retired and now looking to mentor other people. So, you know, get in touch with us, let us help you. Because you were saying, Matt, that had you had a mentor, you think you would have been... Oh, I think I would have been much, much bigger. Much better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Much better. And also, I wish my father would have left me some money so I could have <laughs> built, started from less than zero. Yeah, you know, yeah. I started in debt yeah. after university. But anyway, off the, he said I would he said I would appreciate it more if I earned it myself. myself yeah. No. Nah. No, I would have yeah. rather had something so, to start with. But anyway, I'd like to talk, just give three quick things okay. for for um, for people to think about when, when finding a mentor. First yeah. of all, you know, find somebody you respect because if you don't respect them, you're not going to listen. Yep. Okay. Simple. Okay. And I'm going through these really quickly because we are short on yeah, time. Yeah. But second, you know, remember that you want to learn from other people's mistakes. You know, you, smart people learn from their own mistakes. Wise people learn from other people's mistakes. And that's yep. one of the points of having a mentor is you can build on their success and do I'm the things what? they would do if they still had the time, because yep. usually they're a little bit later, a little bit later in their life, maybe they don't have the time to build on those things. And also they, they say, oh, I'd do it different this way. And the yep. third thing is re- achieve a level of mastery and take whatever they say is the gospel truth 
okay, until you achieve their level of mastery, okay? When you, for example, when you go into karate class, the very first day, you don't walk in, take your head, smash a cinder block, and break it. Okay, <laughs> you re, you 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 start out learning how to fall. You start out learning, you know, all these different things. And you progress through the belts. Then eventually, you can break the cinder block. Yeah. Once you break the cinder block, okay, then you can start monkeying with, you know, the, you know, try to change this. He said, do it this way. I'm going to try it a little bit different this way. Mm-hmm. Wait till you're a master first, and then start tweaking, start changing, and then you can uh, reach the you know, and, and maybe exceed your mentor, which is what any good mentor wants you to do. I want my well, son to be better at me yep. than everything, you know. Well, that's the thing. Everything. You, any teacher wants to teach so that the, the student becomes the teacher. Mm. You know, better than the teacher. Better than better the teacher. Than the, teacher. You, you're, you're hard, the idea is to lift people up. And, you know, if I'm going to mentor somebody, I want to mentor them so I can lift them higher than me. Mm. You know, that's the whole idea of helping somebody up. That's my grandfather key. used to tell me, those who cannot do, teach. He's yeah, wrong. That's, that's, <laughs> I mean, that, that, maybe maybe in some sarcastic, cases. That's a maybe, sarcastic way of absolutely, saying it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's somebody that doesn't like to learn. No, you're, you're right. In, in, a, in some cases, there are people who are better teachers than doers. You know? But like Matt said as well, you can actually learn from other people's mistakes, but you can also learn a lot from what other people have done. From their successes. So, their yeah, successes, I, don't, I don't want to see? stress their so, mistakes. But you know, yeah. you, you look at a, a racing car driver and you think, I'm going to do what he's doing. You look at a golfer, you think, I'm going to do what he's doing. You I'm going to do what sports. Tiger Woods is doing. Yeah, if you followed Have everything. Having an affair with over 100 white women. <laughs> That's okay. There, there are teachers that stink, yeah. okay, <laughs> and, you know, but. And you've got to take somebody uh, who's Just like respect. there are cops that are bad, and, okay. But those people are in that field usually, not always, Usually because they want to help others, okay? And that's the first thing. That's the biggest thing. So, yeah. I mean, I know that you're young and cynical, that's and right. I'm old and cynical, but you've got to Time's up. You've got to understand that. Time's up. I tell you what, this show's gone so fast. We've had such a, a, a powerful uh, message here that, you know, uh, Jake, we've blown your mind, don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But we hope. I hope I have. I hope I've opened it up. I hope uh, the people that are listening, I hope they've picked up on the importance of having a mentor, looking for a mentor. We've got somebody who is here to be able to help you. Um, Like I always say, it's not me, it's my guests that are the best at what they do. You know, it's my guests that we're trying to help. So if if you need help, please get in touch with me. Uh, Radio Italia Uno, Happy Business Radio. Uh, Look up our podcast, look up our website, uh, look up the Facebook page and get in touch with me. And like I said, if I can't help you, I know exactly who can. I'll we'll be able to help you. And this year, um, I'm happy to help anybody start their plan to get this year on track, start their mentoring program, and also start a budget because a lot of people have never ever had a budget and they wouldn't even know where to start. So um, get in touch with me. We'll show you what to do, how to put things down on paper so that you can track it. And, you know, the fact is, if you want to be a millionaire, you've got to plan something. You've got to start somewhere. You've got to want to be and you want to want to do it. That's what we're here for. So uh, thank you very much. Matt, thanks for coming in again. Pleasure's all mine, as always. Jake, it's a pleasure having you here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming in. Good luck at your Fringe shows. And don't forget, uh, check up Fringe, Adelaide, fringe.com.au. Look up all the shows. Um, my show is called uh, A Comedian and a Magician. 
are another two dad jokes. <laughs> so um, have, have a look that up and uh, come along. Thank you very much. Bye. You have been listening to Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. Catch our show every Monday from 2 to 3 p.m. on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM.